Hi, this is Dan Kinney from Joy to the Food, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. What's up, food bloggers? Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in your business. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ, ironically, because we're going to be talking about Rank IQ today. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 298. Today, Dan Kinney is going to share with us his insights and his strategies using um, Rank IQ and Key Search to do his keyword research. Wow, that was a mouthful. Dan has been running Joy to the Food for nearly a year now, along with his fiance, soon to be wife, Micah. Both work full-time jobs and do everything together for Joy to the Food in their off hours. Throughout the process of building this brand, together they have learned a lot about each other and the best way to work with a partner. Dan does the numbers and styling and Micah creates the content and handles communication. And you guys have created such an awesome blog, Dan. I love your content and I just love talking to you guys. So thank you for being here again today. Thanks so much, so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about some numbers stuff, my my portion of the blog. So. Yeah, it's exciting. So we want to know if you have a fun fact to share with us. I do. You mentioned Micah, my partner in uh, Georgia Food. Her and I are getting married in a week and a half. So that's my fun fact. Yay. Okay, so I know you're getting married in California, but where in California are you getting married? Yeah, so we used to live in Carpentria. It's um, it's about an hour and a half up the coast from LA. So it's yeah, right on the right on the coast, and that's where we'll be traveling to here pretty soon to to get married. Oh, enjoy! I can actually. I'm going to be in California in a couple of weeks too. When are you? When is your wedding date? It's April first, April Fool's Day. <gasps> okay, <laughs> cool. Well, enjoy and congratulations! I can't wait to see. Hopefully, you put pictures on your blog and social media, because I would love to see how beautiful. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. We definitely will. Yeah. We've been checking the weather and there's an 8% chance of rain that day. Did you say 8 or 80? 8. Okay, good. I was like, in (laughs) California? Good. Well, hopefully you get the other, whatever, 90. I'm bad at math. Whatever that other percentage is. (laughs) Yeah, 92%. I'll take those odds. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me here today, Dan. I know we had talked outside of the interview that we did last time with you and Micah that you have started using this new strategy with using key search and rank IQ together to hone in on a really good strategy for finding those perfect keywords for your blog. So let's dive into that. And why don't you just give an overview of each? So I don't care which one you start with, but we can talk a little bit about each tool and then we can dig into how you actually use them together. Yeah, great. So yeah, we use Key Search and Rank IQ as our two main um, tools for finding keywords and also optimizing our blog content. So yeah, I can start with Key Search first. Uh, Key Search is a... Great tool for keyword research. 
Um, one of the pros of key search is that you can use it to search for any keyword that you um, would like to to try to to rank for on Google. Um, it's got a a feature where you just search for a keyword and then it gives you a score of how difficult that keyword is to rank for on Google. Um, and it also gives you, you can enter your domain, your blog domain, and it'll give you a suggested score to stay under um, for a keyword to rank for. So for example, we're a pretty new blog and we don't have much domain authority. So our suggested score is 28. So we like to look for keywords that um, Key Search gives us a score of, I mean, sometimes we go a little over 28, but staying in that area or lower. And when we find a keyword that has a score that um, is around 28 or lower, we have a good feeling that we, that's a keyword we can use to make a post that we can rank on the first page of Google for. Can I interrupt you real quick? So where do you, where do you enter your domain so that you can find that score? Yeah, let me pull this up here. I'm all prepped too. I've got key search open, rank IQ open. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So in the top of key search, there's um, a tab you can click, click on called Explorer. And when you click on that tab, at the very top, you can enter your domain and then it will just below where you enter your domain it'll show score to target and competition level so I, i've got mine open here and that's where it shows me 28 is my target competition so it's just kind of a suggestion like you said you can go a little bit above but to stay right around there and how much below it do you want to go like you don't want to go if your score is 28 you don't want to go to 10, right? Do you want to kind of stay within a certain range? I would say if you find a, a keyword that is a score of 10 and it has a high volume, we would still um, go for that. Yeah, it, it kind of depends on the volume. Typically, keywords with lower scores have lower volume that of monthly searches. Um, so if the volume is too low, then usually we, we don't quite go for it. But we try to target monthly volume 500 or above, ideally. Um, and how do you get that number? Yeah, so on the homepage of Key Search, you can search for whatever you like. I've got French toast pulled up here. So I'm searching for French toast. And after you search for it, on the um, right side of the, the page, you'll see French toast. You'll, you'll see a list of keywords. And, and the top one, since I searched for French toast, is French toast that comes up. And then next to it, it shows different columns. And, and the first column is volume. So I'm looking at French toast here, and it says the volume is 201,000. So that is the monthly um, number of times that French toast is searched on Google. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is. And this has a score of 58. So probably not something you would target. No, no, not yet. Maybe. Yeah, next right. Year. Next year. Yep, exactly. Um, but okay, so take us through French toast. So for you and your numbers, how do you how do you know to look for 500 volume 
And then like take me through the process as you scroll down and you look through the numbers. Like how would you decide on a keyword? Yeah. So one of the things I look for is the competition. So on this search result for French toast, we are given the top pages in Google who um, rank for this word. So you can look at their domain authority. And typically, if there are a lot of, or if the top posts have a high domain authority, it's it's tougher to to rank among them. Um, but it, it, it kind of depends. Like you, we definitely do analysis on each of these posts. Like we actually go to the the page and see what is within the post because sometimes it's not a recipe post that is the first, like within the first page of Google. Um, So that can be, I mean, if it's not a a recipe post and people are looking for recipe posts, then you do have a chance to potentially rank um, for that keyword. But yeah, so the first thing I look at is the domain authority and and see if it's, if the top words that, or if the top posts for that keyword, if their domain authority are close to, to our domain authority, then I know we have a good chance of, of ranking among them. So you would kind of scroll down on that right side and select a different keyword that had more applicable numbers? Yeah, that's one way to do it. So if you scroll down, um, it it lists a, a, a bunch of different keywords. And I'm just looking now and gluten-free French toast is, is one of the ones that it shows. And, and that has a score of 32 and a volume of 1600. So that score of 32 is closer to within the range of of um, what we would be able to rank for easily. And so that's one way is to just scroll down on this list of keywords to find a, another keyword that you could rank for. Another way is this filter feature, um, which is at just above this list of keywords. There's You can click on filter and it gives you a, a few different um, data points so you can filter out. So the ones that I use, I guess the first is you can enter your keyword. So I, I could enter French toast. And then you can enter the minimum or maximum number of words that you want your keyword phrase to be. So if I enter French toast, I know I won't rank for just French toast. Um, maybe I'm looking for a keyword phrase that you know, has more than just two words. So I would typically set the minimum number of words to three. So it'll only um, populate keywords that have, or keyword phrases that have three words in them. Um, And then you can also set the minimum or maximum volume. So this is where I could enter 500 if I wanted to only see the, the posts that have 500 or more monthly searches. I usually I usually don't enter 500. I mean, sometimes we will target keyword phrases that are less than 500. So, um, yeah. I, and where do you, how do you come up with 500? We, I think that's just where we have found success, I guess. Like, just through trial and error, um, using 
I mean, we find posts that are over 500 and we've been able to rank for them. So yeah, that's cool. So just kind of looking at, at what you've done in the past and what has worked and tweaking it based on that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So then you kind of peruse your new list and then see if anything applies. I love the filter um, option because otherwise there's just so much to wade through and it's really overwhelming. I can give up really easily, but now it's like, okay, we can hone in on exactly what we're looking for and select much more wisely and quickly, right? Exactly. Yeah. The filter option is very helpful and yeah, show gives you results that you maybe wouldn't have thought thought of on your own. So. Right, exactly. So then once you select, you find something that has great numbers and you select it, what do you do with it then? Our process typically, since we do use Key Search and Rank IQ together, our process is we first, we look in Rank IQ first if we come up with a, a recipe idea. Um, and that's because Rank IQ, they handpick the the best keyword phrases um, for you so you don't have to necessarily do as much of this filtering and finding um, as we do in key search yeah ring IQ hand okay so maybe we'll pause there and just okay you've kind of given us an overview about how to use key search and the fact that you can search for literally any keyword that you want to it's a huge database but first, you go to Rank IQ. So, can you give us just a quick rundown of Rank IQ? Yes, yeah. So, Rank IQ is a keyword research tool, um, but unlike Key Search, it has uh, handpicked keyword phrases that you should be able to rank um, on the first page of Google if you're if you're picking the right ones for your um, blog. So. I'm on Rank IQ right now. They have their keyword library, and you they have this library of different niches. So they've got quite a few food niches. So many. <laughs> so many. So many options. Yeah, I'm looking through and yeah, there's probably fifty different food I mean, niches. just to name a few, I mean there's like beer, beef, chocolate, cookies, Costa Rican, curry, Italian. I mean Really, you name it, and it's probably in here. Exactly, yeah. And the nice thing is you um, can give them your niche, and they that's how these niches were developed. We gave them our niche that we wanted them to find keyword phrases for, and they did the research. They found the keyword phrases, and three weeks later, our niche was up here um, with the, the keyword. So you, you just... Yeah, once you have a membership, you reach out to them with your niche and they will do the work for you, find the keyword phrases and give them some time because they they do it, um, hand-selecting all the keywords and it'll be out there. So we our, our niche is protein. We make a lot of protein recipes. And so I'm just looking through the food protein niche and it's got all these suggested keywords for us to to make great recipes for. Yeah, there's a lot in here. And that's awesome that Brandon, who is the founder of Rank IQ, he is so accommodating and he always invites people to, like you, like you guys did, just provide a niche that is untapped and he will explore it for you, which is unheard of and so amazing, right? 
Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how do you use this tool? So you mentioned protein. Do you go into that category and then just start searching for specific keywords within that category? Or how do you go about that? Yeah, yeah. it kind of depends. If, if it's um, a recipe that we're not sure if it falls within a certain niche, then you, can, you don't necessarily have to select a niche. You can just start typing in a keyword. Um, so French toast, I can, I can type in and then it will populate keyword phrases that are within any niche um, that have the word French toast in them. So I typically do that, and then I'm looking at the different data points for each um, keyword phrase to, I guess, find the most favorable one. So the different data points that it shows you are competition, visits per year, and then time to rank. So the competition is based on their score of from... I think it's one to a hundred and the lower the score, the less competition there is. So the easier it'll be for you to rank on the first page, page of Google for that post. Um, the next data point they give is visits per year, which is the expected. If, if you're ranking on the first page of Google, that's how many visits per year you can expect to, to receive from, from Google clicks. Yeah, and then the time to rank is between ultra fast and average. So that's the amount of time once you publish your post, you can expect to rank on Google. So ultra fast, they say you could expect to rank on Google within 30 to 60 days. And average, they say it could be up to 180 days before your post would rank on Google. Which is still pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we, yeah, we kind of weigh the different, those different data points. And I mean, so, sometimes there are um, posts that have really low competition, rank ultra fast, but also have high visits per year. So sometimes there's just gems in there that like a, a no-brainer to, to um, write a post about. Yeah, I love finding those gems. I When I find them, I'm like, oh boy, I have to write this now before anyone else finds this. Um, and I don't know if you guys do this, but I always sort by lowest competition to highest just so I can see if I can find those gems right away. So I looked, I typed in French toast and I see one that's like 10 competition. It gets almost 10,000 visits a year and it ranks very fast. So that would be a gem. And I kind of sort that way. Do you guys have a strategy as far as what you look for first? Yeah, we we do the same. Um, I usually, I kind of do everything. Like I, I, I sort by lowest competition first and then visits per year next and then time to rank. I, I kind of, yeah, sort them all. Um, oh, I like that. I don't think to do all three at the same time, but yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. And then let's say you find something that's just like one of those gems we were referring to. Then you run a report. Do you want to talk people through how that goes? Yeah, definitely. So once you find the, the keyword, if you find it in Rank IQ and it's already in the library, you can just click run report and then it'll 
generate a report for you and give you some information to help you write your post. So one thing it gives you is um, a list of titles that Google likes to see. So I'm just looking at one, one of my reports here for Pizza Bowl. <laughs> um, and the top keywords that Google likes to see in a title for Pizza Bowl, it, it ranks them um, from highest to lowest. So, I mean, the first word's pizza, second word's bowl, third word's recipe, and then easy, bowls, carb, low-carb, low keto. So this kind of helps you write your title, which is pretty important for um, ranking in Google as having a, a good title with the appropriate keywords and, and modifier keywords. Um, so we usually start with, with that with for writing our title for the post. So take us through what the keywords that you just talked through and how you would form a title from that. Like what, what would be your final title? Yeah. So I definitely want pizza and bowl in here. Um, ours is low carb. So I, those are suggested keywords. So that's relevant to our post. Um, so I would do low carb pizza bowl. That's what, uh, yeah, just looking at this, that's looks like the title I go with. <laughs> awesome. And then once you grab your title from the report, do you guys use the optimizer? Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's gold. That's yep. the gold, in my opinion. I love the optimizer. It's so easy to use and like clean and um, easy to understand. Yeah, so we, we love, the, love it too. So the optimizer, you put in your post content and it gives you a grade um, from F to A++. It also gives you a recommended word count, um, and it updates in real time. So as you um, are adding to your post or adding to the content optimizer, it'll improve your grade as you add more keywords, and it'll update the word count in real time. Um, and yeah, I mean, the main tool for the content optimizer is that it lists the suggested keywords that you should use within your post on the right side and checks them off as you um, have them in your post. So you can see what words um, are relevant and, and that you should be including in your posts in order to rank um, on Google's first page. And I love the little toggle that you can toggle on and off to show unused words so that you can eliminate all the words from the list that you've already used so that they don't kind of muddy up that side bar. Do you know what I mean? So you can just yeah, yeah. see exactly what you need to add. And then once you add something, it removes it from the list. Yep. Yeah, it's very user-friendly and, and clean and just easy to use. It is. And it retains links and um, like H1, H2, it'll retain all of that information so that if you are copying and pasting from WordPress to the optimizer and vice versa, um, it retains all of that. So you don't have to worry about reformatting everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is a great tool. Okay. So anything else specifically about Rank IQ before we move on? Because next I'm going to ask you, like, if you don't find something in Rank IQ, where do you, what do you do then? But is there anything we've forgotten? I don't think so. Yeah. We went over how to look for keywords. You can um, add your own niche and then um, use the content optimizer. I think those are the the main parts of uh, the tool. So I think that's it. 
Okay. So let's say you go into Rank IQ. You said you do that first and you look French toast up and you just don't find anything that you're specifically looking for. Then you take that to key search. Exactly. Yep. Then okay. I take and then what do you do from so there? So then I would use the the filter feature in key search to to find um, a keyword key, keyword phrase that is relevant to what we're what we're trying to post on. And any tips about that? Like, I love that you start with a filter so you can um, nail down numbers and all of that that you're looking for. Anything else to keep your eye on as you're looking through key search? Yeah, like Rank IQ, you can you can click on like I'm looking at the French toast list of words. You can click on score, and it will um, order them in order of the the lowest score to the highest score. So it kind of makes the process of looking through the keywords given easier. Um, you can find those low scores or high volume keywords right away just by changing the order. Okay, so score, and then you can also search or you can sort by volume if you want to see volume from highest to lowest or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. And then it also lists CPC and PPC, which honestly, I don't look at those too much. Um, The CPC is cost per click and it's how much advertisers are, are willing to pay for that keyword to, to advertise on on Google's page. Um, so a higher CPC is means that advertisers are paying more and it's a more profitable keyword. Um, yeah, I honestly just don't use that metric. I ignore that completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really, the volume is what I'm looking at and the, and the score. Okay. And how effective do you feel like key search is? I know in my experience, Rank IQ is really effective if I use it strategically. Um, what do you think about key search and how like how quickly can you rank and like what are the odds that you're going to rank? Does it just depend? Yeah, I would say it's not as, re- I guess, reliable as uh, Rank IQ. I've found that when I when we make posts um, using keywords that are already in the Rank IQ library, we're pretty confident that we'll we'll rank for those. And key search is a little more of an unknown um, since we are doing the keyword research on our own in key search. Um, but I think using using words that have a score that's within your blog's range and yeah, I think it's a pretty trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, it's a good tool, but it's not like you talked about early on, the database of words inside of key search is massive. So I feel like the odds of finding one that's actually going to be a home run is a lot less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes the data isn't um, like between key search and rank IQ doesn't make sense. I mean, they are tools so they're like approximate it's not a an exact science so sometimes some a key word in rank iq like looks like it's really good but then in key search it shows that it doesn't have any volume so yeah there's those little inconsistencies there and i guess that's just why we like using both tools to kind of compare and contrast the data that they're each giving um both in 
searching for keywords and then also in the content optimization that each tool provides. We actually run the content through the content assistant in key search as well as rank IQ. Um, just to kind of compare and contrast what keywords each tool is suggesting to include in, in our posts. Can you talk through running it through, what did you call it, the assistant in key search? Yeah, so on the... Content assistant, that's yep. what it was. Yep, on the top there's the content assistant and you enter your um, keyword at the top and hit search and then on the right side it'll populate some information. It'll, it'll give you the volume and the score for your, that keyword again. It'll show you the um, average word count for the, the pages that are on the first page of Google. Um, and then it'll show you recommended keywords to include in your post. So yeah, pretty similar to what Rank IQ gives you in terms of suggested keywords and then suggested word count. Um, it's just, yeah, not quite as, I don't like it as much as Rank IQ's. It's, it's not as robust. The feel is not as developed or thought through. For Rank IQ, like we said, they, the, the keywords, when you use them, they either check, check off that they're used or you can hide them. Um, for key search, it shows you the keywords and they start out orange, but when you use them, um, I got to use one now, make sure they turn to blue after you use them. So yeah, I mean, it's still, I still just like seeing what recommended words key search recommends versus rank IQ. I mean, a lot of times they're pretty similar, but sometimes key search recommends words that rank IQ doesn't and vice versa that are more relative to our post. Um, so yeah, I mean, if I had to choose, I would would use Rank IQ's content assistant, but key search is just another another thing to check. Yeah, it's like a backup. And I actually have started doing pretty much you your guys' exact system. Um, so I do Rank IQ first as well. And if I can't find anything there, I really try to make it work. But if I can't, then I go over to key search and I've been doing pretty much your exact strategy. So I love that we're on the same page with all of that. Using Rank IQ, we have gotten so many ideas for posts, like like posts beyond just recipes, I think has been really helpful. I mean, all these dif different how-to posts or how to use leftovers or substitution posts, things that we hadn't thought of before. I mean, we when we first started, we thought we would just be writing posts just exclusively on recipes, but there's all these other types of posts that you can write that you can rank quickly for and generate traffic to your blog. And I think that has been really helpful um, using Rank IQ to, to just find some of those types of posts that you can be writing. Yeah. So like instead of recipe content, supporting, I call it like for me, I just call it supportive or supporting content because it supports my existing content in some way. So I can link, do interlinking to and from and I have so much content that it is really easy for me to find supporting content on Rank IQ to write about. And that is, I don't know if I've told you this, Dan, but that is my strategy for 2022 is to write exclusively non-recipe posts, all of that supporting content to support and lift up all of my other 
gobs of content that's just sitting there. And so far, it has been wildly successful. Like, I am just seeing things shoot up in Google immediately. And then, like, whatever it's supporting goes up in Google. Like, it is a strategy that I wish I would have found years ago <laughs> because it is it is freaking working. It is working so well. That is awesome. I will say, like, it's not always fun to write about supporting content. Like, I just wrote something like three ways to reheat fettuccine Alfredo. And, like, that is not super exciting. But if it is going to support my Alfredo sauce and my Alfredo Alfredo recipe and it's going to bump both up in Google, then it's so worth it. Exactly. So it's, yeah, that's just something I wanted to point out that it's not like something that's going to stir up a passion for you necessarily, but down the road, it's going to probably help all of your content rise up. Yes, definitely. And yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly how we see it as well. And, and since we are a new blog, we can rank for some things that we would want to, or that Micah would want to write or create a post for, but we know like putting in this work now, um, down the road, we'll be able to rank for, yeah, some of the things that we wouldn't necessarily be able to do now, but down the road we will. Right. I always say this, everyone's probably tired of hearing me say this, but planting seeds. Mm-hmm. When I write those kind of borderline boring posts, I see it as, I visualize it like I am planting a seed that is going to germinate and later it's going to grow hugely. And that is motivating for me because we all want to see all of the seeds that we plant to grow into something beautiful. So that's kind of like my weird visualization. <laughs> <laughs> and it may not be the most fun writing those posts, but what is fun is watching your traffic mm. grow. Yeah. <laughs> like that is, that's a lot. Of yeah. Fun. And like everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people right now are saying that their traffic is down from last year. And I feel so terrible looking at mine. I'm up at least 20% year over year so far from last year because of rank IQ, 100% because of the content that I'm writing. Yeah, that is great. Um, okay, any other points you want to talk about from either Key Search or Rank IQ or how you use them together? Oh, I did have one question before we do final thoughts. Do you come up with ideas only based on what Micah wants to create? Or do you come up with ideas based on the keyword research tools? Or do you use both of them? Hmm. I would say right now it's more heavily um, starting with the the keyword tools first to, to find ideas of what Micah wants to make. I mean, yeah, I would say that's like 75% of how we start, like de- determining what a what post we're going to make. I think that's a smart strategy, especially now being a food blogger, because there's, I mean, it's just such a saturated space and there's so much competition. So I think at least doing that for a majority of your posts, just researching a little bit first is really smart call. It didn't used to be like that. It used to be like whatever random was in my mind or whatever I saw in the grocery store that day was what I made, but it's a different world now. That sounds nice. We don't we don't know that world. Yeah. <laughs> Having not done this very long, but yeah. I kind of liked that world, to be honest with you. I miss it. But yeah. yeah, it's good to be strategic too. <laughs> okay, so anything that we miss that you want to be sure to touch on? I, w- I would just suggest watching videos or listening to podcasts and just really get to know these tools 
like just just spend the time learning them and everything about them as much as you can. It really will uh, help in the long run if you if you put the time into understand all the functions and how to use them as best you can. Yep, they are your friends, right? Mm-hmm. I have to admit that I kind of for a while forgot that I was recording an interview because I just felt like I was having a fun learning conversation with you, Dan. So I had to like, oh, that's right. I'm recording this. <laughs> that's a good sign, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. This has been fun. Yeah, this has been really fun. Thank you for taking the time for it. So close to your wedding and congratulations. And I cannot wait to hear how everything goes. I'm sure it's going to be lovely and just amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, we are so excited. <laughs> Yay, I can hear it in your voice. Say hi to Micah. And do you have any additional words of inspiration to share with us? I asked you last time, so let me know if you have something else. My word of inspiration was just really understanding your tool and putting in the time up, up front. Um, and yeah, I guess maybe like we talked about, not writing some of the posts that aren't the most fun, but are going to really grow your blog um, in the long run, I would use as a suggestion. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, we'll put together show notes for you, Dan. If you want to go peek at those, they are at eatblogtalk.com forward slash joy to the food two. So remind everyone where they can find you online and on social media. Yeah, so we are at joy to the food.com and then all the media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, just search Joy to the Food, Micah and Dan, and you'll find us there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of this, Dan. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.